I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'd have to ask someone who's more familiar with Tinder, I think. Are you familiar with Tinder? (laughs) You swiping right, you swiping left, what's... I didn't... Okay. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm Heather B. Armstrong. And I'm John R. Bray. This is going to be a really interesting episode because (laughs) I'm going to start off and just go ahead and say it (laughs) because the person who cleans my house is here today. (laughs) Oh, there we go. And I didn't um, think to reschedule her. So when she got here, I was like, can you go clean the bedroom and the bad my bathroom first because I have to get into my closet <laughs> because I have to work in my closet for a couple of hours. Wow. Yeah. But that will work because today today we really have no agenda. It's sort of a a pants off podcast. Yeah. Because you and I have not spoken in how many weeks now? Uh, over a month. Has it been over a month? I think it has been over a month, yeah. It's been quite a while. If you hear the cleaning going on around me, just don't worry about it. It's just let it be the ambiance because I will will say this about that indulgence is that is the best money I spend on my life, period. If you don't have somebody cleaning your house, then like budget it in because it changed my life completely, completely changed my life. Hire a cleaning service. It's amazing. I had a non-great experience before moving into my new place. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, it was not. It was like it looked good on the surface. I, I do that before I move somewhere just because I feel like they're going to do a better job than me, you know, for that initial clean to get rid of those mystery hairs in places. Mm-hmm. And it was it was like you walked in and it smelled like – it, it looked good on the surface and then I got into it and it was not good. You had, did they not deep clean? Did they not – No, it was like, you know, wiped things down instead of scrubbing them and – they just, they really, really did not do a good job. And it was just a one-time thing? Yeah, like a one-time deep clean, move in sort of uh, deal. Yeah. You got to get a recommendation from a friend is what you should do. Probably. Because I, the person who's been cleaning my house has been, so I, my friends like basically bullied me into it. <laughs> All of my friends were like, why do you not have someone taking care of that for you? And I'm like, because like, it's, you know, it's my mess. It's my house. And, and that's such an indulgence. And all of my friends had somebody coming over to clean their house. I finally broke down and said, I'll try it. And I got a recommendation from someone and she has been doing it since 2007. Really? Yeah. For me, this is really weird, but cleaning has become like a weekly zen experience. I won't even say weekly. I will say every every other week when Lexton is is with Heather, I know that I'm going to spend like part of Saturday morning cleaning. And for some reason, probably because it keeps me busy, it's like this therapeutic 
thing. Like I get to go through the whole house and clean it and there's no one right behind me to mess it up again <laughs> because that's that's ultimately what happens. Yeah. It, like without, without, I know that if I clean the bathroom, I will finish and it will be spotless and he will go in there and raise all sorts of hell on that shiny toilet and right yeah I, I like i will have a, ha- a clean house and my kids will come into it and 30 minutes later my house is a disaster it's a disaster yes and it's not even like a gross disaster like it's not dirty no. there's just no things are everywhere i don't know how it can happen i know it, they walk in and, and cords follow them and then they they drop their books they drop their shoes they drop their socks my child was walking around the other day with one sock on again and i i said lita where's your other sock and she's like what i said you have one sock on she's like oh i don't know and then just left it just as yes. is yes. there's no way i could do that for more than 30 seconds like on or off oh didn't bother her one bit wow didn't bother her one didn't bit. even notice no but i i hear you on the zen with the cleaning Organizing for me does that. Like I really enjoy organizing cupboards and drawers and cabinets and closets and all this recent travel that I've done. Um, I've been gone weekend after weekend, and usually I spend the weekends. My kids usually have friends over, and while they're playing and doing what whatnot, I'll go and I'll find a drawer to organize. And oh man, the orgasmic <laughs> feeling. <laughs> Of looking at an organized drawer. Is it just the process of organizing or is it like the purging of extra it's stuff? It's the purging. Okay. It's like I'm actually I'm being productive. Um, like it's something that needed to get done for a long time and now I'm finally doing it. Yeah, it's that. Organizing is nice because it lets you feel productive on a very small. Like you can do one drawer and you can see what you've done and feel good about it. I feel like with, you with can, cleaning yeah. you have to kind of do everything. Where it just mm-hmm. feels half-assed. Yeah. But organizing, I'm the same, yeah. I mean, you actually clean, you actually do your toilet in your shower, huh? Oh, I do, yes. I, I do everything. And I start in like one far corner on the first floor. Uh-huh. And I just move forward. How long does it take you? Um, Probably two and a half to three hours because I clean the bathrooms. I vacuum. I sweep, I clean the kitchen, I change the bed sheet, like everything. I mean, I just get everything done in one swoop because it's easiest. And, and I mean, part of it is that it's that Zen experience, but then it's also, it's done by noon on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have to think about it anymore, which is awesome. But it also brings you immense happiness. Yes, because then I can finish that. I can jump in the shower. I can get out and the house is clean and it has stayed clean. And I can just, I can do whatever at that point and not have to think about it because I have to know that it's clean right? in order to be able to move on to something else. I mean, sometimes I, I work from home, but there's sometimes where I have to leave and work at Starbucks or somewhere because if, if there's laundry or something sitting around, I feel like I have to do that before I can do anything else. So getting it thoroughly clean on the weekend at least gives me a fighting chance on Monday. Mm-hmm fighting is really a nice way to put it there's still no chance but it makes me think i will have a fighting chance on monday that goes back to my cluttered desk and like i'm so much more productive when all the paper has been filed away and there's nothing sitting on my desk i i 
con- like I'm sitting there and I'm like, I have all that paperwork to file. I have all that paperwork to file. And so it takes away from my ability to concentrate on the task at hand. Yeah, 100%. The same with the laundry. The la- what? I said 100%. That's exactly what it is. You know that there's something else there. Yes. So there's always some, and even if it's just taking, you know, 5% of your mental ability, it's so distracting. You need that 5% I, I need writing. every percent I can get. Yes. Uh, so the the woman who cleans my house only comes twice a month. Like, Because you only do it every other weekend? Is that what you said? I, I only do it that seriously every other weekend because then Lexton is home on the other weekends and I do it kind of spotty during that week. So having her come do it means that I have to find other ways to teach my children. Like we'll... I mean, they have to, they have to have chores and they have to, again, if my kid would just put her bowl in the dishwasher, (laughs) um, but like in, in order to like instill in them, you know, the importance of cleanliness, which is proving to be one of the most difficult things to teach my children. I mean, my kid, my kid could read at what, three and a half and she just. (laughs) And she walks around with one sock on. (laughs) You can't have it all. I mean, you gotta, you gotta pick. <laughs> yeah, like I make. She has to make her bed in the morning, and they have to put their dishes away. And there's all these little like I have to remind myself. Okay, we, we I have to like continue to instill in them like cleanliness is important. And so they do occasional vacuuming and then wiping down the sinks. Now the problem is, is that Marlo really, really, really enjoys cleaning. <laughs> of course, she does. <laughs> But it's like, you know, it, it, it's like a, a tornado coming into your house to try to clean your house. Yeah. It's, she will use an entire bottle of spray cleaner on one section of the countertop. If I, if I would let her, she would. It's hard, too, because you, it's important to teach that. But there's so many things like that where it's like you, you end up teaching them how to clean and then you just end up cleaning anyway. Yes. Because you have to re-clean. Like, I... Sometimes it's just not worth that, I guess. She, she, I, I like to clean out my refrigerator every now and then just to have the clean shelves, you know? Oh, like actually take everything out and wipe them? Yes. Wow. Yes. I really, that's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> Hello, like, Saturday night. <laughs> almost like more than more than maybe even going to get like a pedicure like i would i love cleaning out my refrigerator and so like one saturday she saw me going towards it and pulling food out and she's like can i help and i was like mm, yes <laughs> you're gonna infringe on my favorite thing to do and you're gonna come over here and just make a huge mess fine Come over here and spray. Right. Just keep spraying this one Just shelf. Keep Just go. But at least she's willing to do I, I imagine that will probably fade as she gets older. She will Lita never showed an interest in cleaning. And Marlo has um Marlo is, is much more although Marlo does hold on to trash, she's she's got some like a hoarder. Some, she's she's got some attachment issues like you know what i'm like she's she's got some abandonment issues and so she started to hold on to things and it's very hard for her to say goodbye to people like anybody really close to her like even if they're gonna she's gonna see him tomorrow it's really hard for her to say goodbye but she started holding on to things and but but if, if i tell her like 
you should see this one shelf on her bookshelf is just littered with stuff that she has collected, like just trash. It's just a whole bunch of trash that she's collected. Like random broken trinkets and... Yeah. But if I tell her, like, well, you, you need to organize that, I'll come in and it'll be in perfect rows. And oh. it's really sweet. <laughs> well, I, I mean... She organized her trash. Now, do those little things... Like, if you picked one up and asked her why she has it, does she know? Like, know where it's oh, from? Oh, she will come up with a reason. Okay. She will come up with a reason That's and give you an elaborate backstory and what she plans to do with it <laughs> and who she plans to do that with. And You can't stop and don't, that. And, and this is the thing about her is that usually, I don't know if, if this is true about Lexton, but they'll go, they'll, they'll have, they have so many toys. And so usually instead of having them thin out their toys, like every six months, I'll go in and I'll just donate a whole bunch of stuff that they're never going to remember that they had. Sure. Lita has never once asked about anything that I've given away. Marlo has asked every single time. <laughs> like, where's that one broken shoe to the Barbie with the, the curly hair? And it's like, how? What do, you, what do you mean? Does she ask, though, like right after you do it? Or does this come like a month down the road and she's discovered? Comes a month down the road oh, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Why don't you just continue looking? <laughs> that is Lexton 100%. And it will be the weirdest item. He, I mean, he's, he's really mechanically minded. So anything that has a battery in it will eventually end up being gutted. So the battery covers come off. And there's been times where I'll find a handful of them. I'm like, all right, well, these obviously aren't needed. I'm going to throw them away. And he'll, he'll look at them. It's like, well, this one is for this. And this one is for that. And this one. And they have no markings on them. They're just... <laughs> they're just covers of a certain color and he knows exactly where they go. But as soon as I find something, a piece of something and I throw it away within a week, it's like, do you know that little spring? It was about this long where it is. No, <laughs> no, I don't. Maybe I, nope. Sorry. I usually try to blame it on him because I'm a terrible human. Like maybe you threw it away. I don't know. What, I mean, what are, are you supposed to tell the truth? I threw it away. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of gotten to that point. I mean, when I, when I vacuum, if I don't thoroughly clean where his toys are, it sounds like you've thrown a handful of screws into a blender. <laughs> yes. Because there's these, there's little, I don't even know, it's like they appear when I get the vacuum out. And he'll he'll watch me vacuum and I can see this look of terror. Like, what? What did you just suck up? And I always <laughs> tell him, like, whatever gets sucked up is not coming out again. So you need to pick it up, you know? And sometimes I'll make it almost to the end and then you hear this one... <laughs> And, like, I see him trying to think, what did I leave out? Was it a Lego? Was it a screw? Do I need that? But it's a losing battle. It, it is. You, he, he never played with Polly Pockets, I'm sure. Uh, no. no. <laughs> I remember those. Those have been out for a long time. They've been out, well, this dates me then because I didn't have them. I don't remember having them in my childhood. But they're, they're teeny, 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 tiny with teeny, 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 tiny shoes. And teeny, teeny, tiny little right. I mean, handbags. really like microscopic almost. Microscopic. Yes. It's like, what's the point? What is the point of that? Just paint the shoes on the doll. And <laughs> but then there's no fun. And, you can't accessorize if they're painted uh, on. And I used to, those were kind of the Legos. You're a parent and you're walking around barefoot and you step on a Lego, right? It's just the excruciating part of being a parent. Man, did I just like impale my feet on Polly Pocket crap. Just... Tons and tons and tons, and it always got sucked up into the vacuum cleaner. Oh, yeah. Always. But it never gets sucked. And, That's the problem is you never suck up, like, both shoes. 
you always end up only sucking up one, and then they find the one. I'm like, where's the other one? I'm like, oh, I thought I got them both. <laughs> always. I would, whenever I, we, I would decide to like purge a toy, and this has been his entire life, when we'd finally say, this toy is done, you know, and we want to throw it out quite, we would try to get every single piece, and every time one piece would be left. And he'd find that piece, and he'd know, you know, where where are the other 37 items that went with this? Yes. You know, and now they're gone. They're like, we can't even recover them if we wanted to. Yeah, Marlo will remember toys that she played with at the at the old house, and she'll ask where it is in this house. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. Go look in the room, and if you can't find it, then we do not know. We have no idea. Or, or it's know. gone, right? I mean. Or it's gone. Yeah, I purged that. I mean, I've gone through. They have so many toys is the problem because Christmas and birthdays and then Christmas and birthdays and. <laughs> well, Christmas and birthdays and grandparents and there's all sorts and, of stuff. Yeah. And I get sent a lot of stuff as well. Oh, right. Which I try to hide. But if they're there while I'm opening my mail, it's all bets are off. And um, I get sent a lot of stuff. Like products and books and kind of the whole. Yes, okay. ton of books, which, which is, is that's good. Cool. That's cool. But if it's like toys or anything like that, it ends up in a, a huge, huge pile. And it just, gosh, it just, it grows so fast. It's like, didn't I just do a purge like last week? And now it's the, the there's just another mountain of toys that they're not going to play with again. Right. They just look at them and that's it. Yeah. And so Marlo's birthday is coming up and she's already given me this huge list of what she wants for her birthday. And it's like, uh, hmm. Your sister wants an Instagram account for her birthday. How about that? <laughs> I would love to see what she would do with an Instagram account. <laughs> that would be amazing. That could actually be a really good solution for you. You could give her an Instagram account and have her take photos of her trash and yeah. write the story and then throw it away. But she still has a record of it. Well, she, so you can't have an Instagram account until you're 13. You can if you lie. Yes, but you don't understand how the internet works. They would find it and then I would get in trouble. It's true. It's true. But you should totally get her into the photos. You should make her a scrapbooker. You're like a former Mormon. That's a thing, right? Oh, that's huge See? here. And it's huge. Oh, Get her man. like the frilly paper oh. and the trim and the photo corners. Do you know how much stuff that, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff involved in scrapbooking and like she loves all that stuff too, like scissors and paper and ta she loves tape. That all kid like could go tape. through just all, all, any kind of tape, man. Just, that just kid tape. could just, just tape. Give her a tape dispenser and she is just fine for like at least an hour. There you go. Happy birthday. Packing tape, masking <laughs> should, tape. Done. I should go to Costco and get like a seven pack of like those tape dispensers. There you go. Would and she awesome. would be like Christmas. <laughs> it's the simple things though. It is the simple things. Like the Chewbacca mask. <laughs> oh yeah. Like that. Oh yeah. By the way, I'm eating my lunch because I didn't have time before this. Um I'm eating banana ice cream. That's your lunch? Yeah, it's my lunch. Oh. Well, it's homemade banana ice cream. It's a vegan. It's a very it's a very it's a very <laughs> privileged vegan like hippie white thing to do. Is, is that like the recipe that's all over Pinterest? Like it's bananas but it tastes just like ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But that's true. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't make it. I made it for the first time yesterday because my because Kelly, my babysitter, eats it all the time, and she's 
she is she vegan? Uh, she's mostly oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. She eats a ton of fruit, a ton of fruit. I don't know if I could eat that much fruit. And she was talking about banana ice cream, and she'll, she's like, I'll throw seven frozen bananas into the blender. And I'm like, seven? <laughs> what, what, seven but, bananas? But how long does that particular batch of banana ice cream last her? She'll go, she'll eat the whole thing. How do you eat seven bananas? This is a thing. Well, so so there's a diet called the 80-10-10, which is 80% fruits and vegetables, mostly fruit, and then like 10% protein and 10% fat. And it's like supposed to be the ultimate in terms of endurance and and uh, being like the healthiest vegan you could possibly be. And these people eat like tons and tons and tons of of fruit a day. Like like 30 bananas a day. That is horrifying. 30 ba- 30 bananas a day. I don't even really like fruit. I eat it because <laughs> I have I love vegetables. I don't like fruit. It's like I like fruit if it's covered in like peanut butter. Then <laughs> that is fruit for me. Banana, peanut butter, I'm good. But I don't I couldn't I couldn't do that. I mean, now I want banana ice cream because you're eating it. And it actually sounds really good because I'm I'm recording right now without pants on because I record on the second floor and it is hot as hell here and 80% humidity. And I can't have the air on while I do this because the only air vent in this room is noisy. Is it that hot there already? It is miserable. It poured last oh. night and it's I don't it's probably 85 now. Oh, I'm so jealous. No, it. I I would say yes if there was no humidity, but I can basically leave my house and swim. It's awful. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Is it still cold by you? Yes. It it like what happens is it will start to warm up and then we have another rainstorm and it goes back down to fifty degrees and it's just it won't we can't climb out of this. It's so frustrating and it's almost June and oh. That's like my dream weather though. Anything over no. seventy five is too hot. No. Well, seventy five with humidity. I could do hotter without humidity. It's the humidity. It's, that is the curse of the Midwest. And that's the best part about summers in Utah is that it gets to be, you know, a good 95 degrees. And then at night it, it simmers down to mid-70s and there is no humidity at all. See, that would be great. That I could and tolerate. And no bugs. Yes. Yeah. That would be fantastic. So I, I didn't get to finish my banana thing. Hold on. You're going to finish it now? <laughs> Well, just because the recipe is you just throw frozen bananas into a food processor and I added a little bit of almond butter and that's it. That's the whole recipe. And it tastes just like ice cream. I'm going to hold back all my comments. They on are that. just, they are just, they are totally right. The Pinterest boards are right. It does happen it from time just, to time. It tastes like ice cream. It's amazing. It's like I'm going to have it for lunch every day now. Well, I'm going to, so I'm going to try it. Especially now that it's hot. I want to see it on your Pinterest board, John. Yeah? Like yeah. every step of the process? Like an every empty... Every step of the process. Empty... I want to see you make a YouTube video out of it. <laughs> and narrate it? Yes. All right. I'll probably have pants on for that. And talk so. about how all other diets are wrong. This is the only right diet. Where you, where you just eat banana ice cream three meals a day? People have whole Instagram accounts about banana ice cream. I'm not even kidding. People have entire Instagram accounts about rabbits. So, I mean, you know, whatever floats Those rabbits boat. have lots of followers. Those rabbits have more followers than I will ever have in my life. And they're rabbits. I can't even, I know. They're not even 13. How is that fair? 
Right. See? Somebody needs to find out and shut that down. Shut it down right now. Immediately. Shut it down. I can't imagine having fruit, like a whole plate of fruit for dinner. That doesn't appeal to me. Because and it's that's sweet. what those people do. Yeah. That's like, why I, I don't need... like fruit. I don't like <laughs> sweet things. I, I don't even like, I'm not even a fan of dessert really. I'll eat it, but I would rather, I can do things to a bag of potato chips that you don't even want to imagine. Savory. I can all imagine because I would do the same thing. <laughs> like up to my shoulder just to get the last crumb. But sweet chocolate, candy, and fruit falls into that category just because it's sweet. I really like it. I find it not refreshing or enjoyable or satisfying. Yeah, I'm not tempted by dessert at all. Like I don't need like chocolate or cake or anything ever. I'd honestly, at the end of a meal, if they are like, do you want to see the dessert menu? I'm like, well, does it include French fries? Yes. Thank you. Yes, bring more French fries. And that's where I'm at. If it was a dessert menu with like a selection of different Lay's potato chips, I'm like, yeah, bring that over here. I'll get a sampling. Think, I'll get a trio of Lay's. It's got, I think there's pro- it probably says something about us that we like the savory better than the, than the sweet. I'm sure that there's some scientific thing about it somewhere. That makes us like psychologically deranged. Yeah. I can't imagine it says something good. That would make too much sense. It's probably that we have been trained to eat the wrong way. Well, I think the salt alone, and there's so much sodium in everything mm-hmm. that it's like part of who we are, which obviously, yes, I know it's part of who we are, but more than that. You sounded like Lita when you said that you don't like fruit. I actually tried to get her to eat a slice of an apple yesterday. And normally I don't really try to get her to eat anything because I gave up that battle so many years ago. I don't know well, I do know why. Is I had an apple yesterday, and it was the best apple of my life. It was so good. <laughs> I because I had I'd had I had been gone all day at, for appointments, and so I had to, my blood sugar was low, and so I came in and I was like, "What can I What can I get?" And I had an apple, and it was just the best apple ever. And I I offered Lita a slice, and she looked at me and she says, "You know, I don't like fruit. <laughs> like any fruit, she doesn't like. She doesn't even eat it. No, not nothing." No, no fruit. No, she may occasionally have a sip of orange juice. May occasionally. Wow. She will not. And, and bananas especially. <laughs> what is it with bananas? Lexton, he used to eat them all the time, all the time. And one day, like, it's like a gag reflex. If mm-hmm. he eats even a bite of it, like this look of misery comes over him and he just, he can't even stomach it. Oh, ma'am. She's never, ever liked bananas. And so what you do, (laughs) going back to the banana ice cream, you basically take really ripe bananas. Not really ripe. Not like banana bread ripe? Not banana bread ripe. Just a step up from that, right? They're still, they're, you just, you, right when they're ripe, you, you freeze them. And so, but for a long time, I was just throwing really, really, really ripe bananas into the refrigerator, thinking that one day I would use them in a smoothie or whatnot. And I guess a couple of those ripe bananas, frozen bananas at this point, got put on top of her frozen burritos. <laughs> and one night she's sitting there eating a frozen burrito and she's like, um, something's wrong. Well, um, something's wrong with this. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she says, um, 
And then she walked over to the freezer and she opened it up and she grabbed one of the bananas and she's like, this is sitting on top of my frozen burritos. And I was like, you cannot taste that banana in your frozen burritos. And she's like, yes, I can. I can taste it in the burrito. And she would not eat the burrito. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> yes. But did she see it before she got the burrito out of the freezer? Or did no, she... no. So she, she really didn't. could taste it. She could taste it. I am impressed. And one time. So so Kelly, my babysitter, she she's so into bananas. What she'll do is... She... This is a banana episode. Okay. She will go to the farmer's market um, on the weekends and she will buy like, I don't know, maybe four dozen bananas at least. And she takes them home and she leaves them on her countertop until they all ripen. And then she throws them in her freezer. One day she forgot to take them out of her car. Oh, gross. They sat in the back of her car. (laughs) She went to pick my kids up at school and Lita would not get in the car. Because it just reeked of banana. Yes. So she had, she literally like, I think Lita walked walked home that day because she would not get in the car. And then for weeks after, apparently Kelly's car smelled just like bananas and Lita would get in the car and rock back and forth like she was going to throw up the entire ride home, which is only two minutes. <laughs> that is awesome. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This has become the banana episode though. Banana ice cream. You know, and I didn't see it going this direction. I know. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I, just, I thought without a script, it would it would be I don't know, not fruit. You thought it would be tender, didn't you? I thought it would be tender. I was hoping we could talk about our Tinder accounts or an episode about sex. We haven't done one of those yet either, because I feel like dating is a lot of work, but sex, eh, you know. <laughs> yeah. You'd like to have some of that. I mean, I'm not saying I would complain. I'm just, it seems like there's less upfront work involved. <laughs> what? How is that possible? Well, if you go into it without needing the relationship, there's less upfront oh, work involved. just the, like the Tinder sex. Just the Tinder sex. Just the Tinder sex. Okay. I mean, it is, it is probably more challenging than I imagine being that I do live with a child, but. Uh-huh. I'd have to ask someone who's more familiar with Tinder, I think. Okay, I'm going to post a picture of... (laughs) I was in... Are you familiar with Tinder? (laughs) You swiping right, you swiping left, what's... I didn't... Okay, I was with my friend Cammie in Bushwick in Brooklyn. 
I'd never been to Bushwick and she used to live in Bushwick and she, um, I had a few hours on a, the Saturday that I was there recently and she was like, please come. I just want to take you through my old, old neighborhood and show you where we are, all of our old hangouts. Cause I'd never been there. But and, before you could hang out, you had to get on Tinder and find some Bushwick. Well, she folk. was, she was ugh, just lip smacked again. Arr, I'm going to stop that. And I'm going to stop saying, um, okay. So she, she was like, we're going to get, we're going to get you hooked up tonight. And I was like, no, 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 no. And she's like, are you on Tinder? And I'm like, of course I'm not on Tinder. And she's like, we're going to get you a Tinder account. So she, she, she sits there with me as we set it up on my phone and she has a shot of me, a picture of me where I am just like, I have my hands are covering my face because we we've already swiped left a couple of times, swiped right once, and then someone super liked me. I don't even know what that is. I know. What the? <laughs> so it's it's I guess it's this new I guess it's this new feature where you can super like someone and it lets them. It kind of goes to the top of the queue of like I don't know how it works. But I how really do you don't. super like someone on an app that's based entirely on appearance? Based on a photo where you can't see the person's face. Well, you can see the person's face. But you said your your hands are covering your face. No, she has a picture of me because because I saw that somebody oh, super I liked see, me. I see, I see, I see. Okay. I saw that somebody super liked me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, is this happening? Am I really? Oh, I cannot believe I am engaging in this behavior. And I'm. <laughs> she just has this photo of me with like both of my hands covering my face, and so we we sat there at the bar and just swiped this way and. <laughs> You have to be really careful with that um, app. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I imagine. Because once you swipe left, there's no going back. That person is gone forever. So and your your concern is more the people that you accidentally pass up versus the people that you swipe right on. No, no, no. I was... <laughs> so the following week, I was um, in San Francisco, and I was sitting next to... Um, Someone who is hopefully she was a lovely, lovely woman who had never seen the app before. And I was showing it to her and she's like, oh, we're going to get you hooked up tonight. I'm like, no, no, I'm just showing you the app. <laughs> Everybody wants to get me hooked up. And, she, and so I was like, so, you know how it works. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> thinking she swiped left on an obvious one to swipe left on, left on. And then she tried to go back. And you can't right. go back. So she swiped right. Oh, yeah. Which indicates to that person that I'm interested. And she swiped right on what I, I didn't even have a chance to look at the person, but I went back and looked at it and it's probably a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Tinder. <laughs> and then as she was, and then I was sitting there trying to show her something. So what happens if you swipe up? Is it super likes the person? So I was trying to show her a feature and I accidentally swiped up. <laughs> and I like threw my phone across the table. I was like, get this thing out of my hands. <laughs> this is horrible. This is horrifying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah. So, uh, how, the, how the hookups coming? Pretty good? <laughs> no hookups. Yet. I don't have time. Yet. You don't That's need that thing. much time. Yes, you do need time. Nah. Uh, yeah, I have children in my home. That's the thing. There's, I don't have time away from my kids except when I'm working and Doesn't traveling. Doesn't Salt Lake have like those hourly? No, oh my god. 
gosh. Well, I don't want to do that. There's though. some of those here. Interest me. You can you can even rent wedges it, for the beds. It doesn't in, it doesn't interest me. It really not doesn't. even the bed wedges. <laughs> some of the rooms have hot tubs. You're never really swimming you, alone in those. You should, but listen, you should really get on onto it if you're if uh, you're. No. no, no Tinder, no way. Why not? No, no, because in reality, there's no way that it would actually work. For one, I'm in the suburbs, and I don't want to be on <laughs> Tinder in the suburbs. That's a big part of it. I think I should probably start with a more gentle dating app, like Christian Mingle, and then gradually work my way up. Oh, ew. No, start with... start. Uh, with what? Not an endorsement for Match.com, but like, oh gosh. Yeah. Match.com or eHarmony or... Plenty of Fish. Plenty of Fish? Is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah. Let me check my oh. account and then I'll tell you. Hang on. I'm just... <laughs> I have none. I haven't actually tried any. I should probably try. I should just try one. But I really think trying Tinder as the first one is probably a grand mistake. Yeah. Um, I, will, I will say this is that the conversation immediately, very, very, very immediately turns very sexual. They don't want to have any sort of back and forth, like, let's gauge your IQ type of situation. It goes immediately sexual. Okay. Which I just, I don't know. I, I, no. That's one reason I'm sort of interested in Tinder because everything I hear and read is from the perspective of a woman using Tinder. And I'm really not surprised that most of the guys are creepy. And I'm, I mean, I'm not. It doesn't shock me. But I wonder what it is like to be a guy who's maybe less creepy using Tinder if it's the same response. I doubt that it is. Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems unlikely. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what the, because here I am trying to make interesting conversation, which is probably very frustrating for people. How are you? <laughs> What's your sign? No, just trying to like, like I like the person didn't have like what they do for a living, and I'm asking them what they're doing for a living, and then they go straight to what are you wearing, and then it's like I'm ending the conversation. Just you know, <laughs> I'm on the wrong app. I'm on the wrong app. <laughs> Clearly, if you're if you're on Tinder asking people what they do for a living, I, I fully expect the response to be doing you soon. And there is another good reason that I don't use Tinder right there. Oh, my God. There was this one guy and um, he was like, what are you doing? I was like, taking care of my kids on, t on Tinder. Yes. There you go. I was just, I'd had it at that point with the interaction. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm taking care of my kids. Did he stop after that? No, he's like, oh, cool. How's that going? And I was like, oh, you know. I said, have you ever seen a herd of wolves, you know, attacking a, a carcass? Have you ever seen that? It's pretty much that. See, at least he was trying, though. I mean, there was some <laughs> amount of an effort. Well, and it, and you know that's like the the absolute last thing that anyone on Tinder expects to see. What are you up to? I was taking care of my kids. They're like, what? Yeah. What app am I in? This actually kind of makes a pretty smooth transition from bananas to Tinder sex, though, depending on Tinder how you look sex. at it. Tinder sex. See, that's very different than Tinder sex. See what I'm saying? What is bananas? <laughs> Tinder sex. Tinder sex. Tender is very different than Tinder. Uh, 
wrong? Well, it depends on it depends on your definition of tender. <laughs> I mean, we've all got different thresholds. I'm not going to judge anyone for what they're into. No. But no Tinder for me. But n- I'm I'm probably going to have to follow up on those Tinder experiences regularly. I think you should just even just for like the the content just for your just to laugh really again like some people post photos people post photos and you're like what were you thinking what were you thinking but i think most people probably weren't when they opened their tinder account (laughs) right i i feel like i the few people that i know that have used it it's not it's not really used in like a oh i'm gonna i'm gonna add this great headshot right it's for different different purposes but you want to appear attractive, right? In order to meet people, right? Except, like, th- there's this one guy who put like his head surrounded by skulls. Like, what, what are you doing? Why are you? Where are you doing that? Why? What were you thinking when you uploaded that photo to this app? Like, what's going on? But honestly, though, is it is it a lot better on Match.com? I mean, re- lot- really, like, there's still those people. Oh, oh gosh, it's worse. I mean, it's all bad. It's all bad. Dating sucks. So Dating the solution sucks. is just sexual hibernation. Well, you That's where it's at. It's got to be. That's the absolute easiest. Sexual hibernation. Yeah, I, I trademarked that. that, by the way. That's mine. That's yours. I'm going to make shirts. But you were saying, like, you know, the noncommittal sex, would, a little bit of it would be nice, right? I mean, I think it's nice to theorize that, but in reality, no. I'm I'm no. not a non-committal sex person. No. I want to think I am. I really do. Like I really want to believe that I am, but I'm not. I don't I don't think I could do that. No. And it really wouldn't do anything for the loneliness that we've spent so much time talking about. Right. It's like a temporary fix. I really want And I have alcohol yeah, for that. Yeah. I really I really want a, a a a intimate conversation is what I want. <laughs> I want an intimate conversation. A uh, romantic conversation is what I want more than more than anything else is the time for that to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the time. It's the, even not even a conversation, but to spend time. With someone that matters to you. Right. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. Yeah. I mean, I can joke about the noncommittal sex, but then, you know, 24 hours later, it's like right back to square one. Well, in, and also like we talk about how. It, how difficult it is to make time to go on a date even like why would I want to make time or hire a babysitter or do something to go have non-committal sex when that first of all no and second of all why why am I not spending that time actually trying to find someone that I really want to spend time with right and um, imagine how much worse you'd feel if it wasn't even good sex then you just <laughs> wasted the time on something that wasn't even sort of worthwhile <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, you you got to really look at it from all directions. Like, even if you can finally get yourself to a point of justifying it, and then it's not even worth it, it's what a waste. Yeah. Do you, well, that's, that's interesting. I don't, I don't want to really talk about my sexual history, but I'm not going to. No, we're not doing this. You we're sure? not doing this. But this is a rambling, this is a rambling episode. I mean, that's that's pretty perfect. Okay, I will say this. A lot of men don't know what they're doing. A lot of men don't know what they're doing. 
That's all I'm going to say. So That's not the problem, though. The problem is that all men are 100% sure they know exactly what they're doing. (laughs) That's where the issue comes into play. It's the it's the it's it's not that they don't know. It's just they're they don't want to know that they don't know. Yeah. What it well. So what is your experience like? So bad sex to you would be like what is bad sex to a guy? Like, you, you, like I, I need I need to define it. I mean, really. What's I see what you, I see what you're getting at. You're like <laughs> all sex to a guy is good sex. Like I I know that that's the implication. And I think, yeah, that, (laughs) I don't know. I don't, I guess I don't know how to define it. And I think that's why I'm not like that casual sex doesn't interest me because I feel like there has to be more than just sex at stake. Like there has to be a connection or a relationship of some kind or it it kind of defeats the enjoyment. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's part of it. But I, I, I did... I was reading an article. It's been a couple of weeks now. I'll have to see if I can track it down and share it on Twitter or something. But it was about how people being a virgin is no longer seen as something appealing. When people seek someone to date, they want someone who's had experience. Mm-hmm. Especially the women. The women <laughs> really want someone who has had experience. Not that that necessarily makes a difference with a guy. You know, experience could just be numbers. It doesn't necessarily mean anything beyond that that he listens that, oh God. <laughs> yes yeah that's another way to look at it that he listens just like i'm trying to communicate something to you very important please listen <laughs> it's not the time for listening in his defense there's there's no no brain power is directed toward the ears then yeah i will mm-hmm I think that's maybe why I was always attracted to older men. I've never been attracted to younger men or even men my age. Not that I'm not saying, John, that. Thanks. <laughs> no, it's okay. Just keep going. I'm going to, I'll be all right. Oh, see, the thing is, though, is that I don't think of you as being 31. I think of you as being like some, like, I think of you as like. 54. No, just Graying. like. Like a George Clooney, yes. Like a an aging, but not ever aging. You know, George wise. <laughs> that would be a first. It's no, you're you're you are so far wise beyond your years. You have no idea. Oh my God, you have no idea. But you do. I mean, you've met men your age before. I have. Well, I think part of it is. I mean, when you become a, a parent at twenty twenty one, you age much faster. I mean, you you do, or I guess that that was the path I chose. I guess I didn't need to. I could have continued going out to the bars, but honestly, seriously, you would just you got to get on a, a dating site because women will go bonk, they'll go bananas, they'll go bananas. <laughs> Look John. at that! That just went full circle. <laughs> See, from banana ice cream to casual sex and that. right back. We didn't even plan it, and it happened. It was beautiful. But like that is so true that you have had all of this experience in your young 31 years. And I think I could see women just like being completely like going blind over the opportunity to, to, to meet you. Maybe. Cause that, I don't, I don't know. It hasn't happened in life. I feel like, I feel like a dating site sort of just enhances, you know, maybe what you've already seen, but it opens the, the pool a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. 
that hasn't happened in life. So I feel like I would open it and it would just be crickets, which no, wouldn't would. necessarily like no one would have to know it wouldn't really be a big deal. But then I'd have to go through the effort of finding photos and creating a profile and. Uh, yeah, those profiles. Oh, man. I would be more tempted to create an intentionally strange profile just to see what happened. And that would just defeat the whole purpose. What I was going to like, even when I was growing up, I didn't like guys my age. I, yeah, just something about an older man that I was always attracted to. Um, my ex is 10 years older than me. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, the other Don. Um, and so, I don't know. And, and so, like, when I, on tinder and stuff i'm seeking actively seeking men who are older but even still those conversations go straight to sex even still it's like i'm i i know i know i'm on tinder i should know this i should know this so but i th- i think dating sites are like they're sort of the dating version of the comment section for a lot <laughs> of people because you can go most most times if you meet someone in a bar, unless the guy is just a complete ass, it's not going to go immediately to something highly sexual because it's it's awkward to do that in person. But when you're behind a screen, you can do that. What are you wearing? Well, it's hot because no one cares. And if the conversation ends, then you haven't really lost face at all. And that's, and I think, what scares And then you go on swiping. Me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then you just keep going and you're like, oh, that's a, that's not going to happen. Oh, well. But you'd never act like that in public. I, I think like 99% of people that do that would not do that in a public setting. Right. They wouldn't do it to your face. Exactly. Right. To your face. Yeah. And that's what. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what makes me like especially curious about a site like Christian Mingle. Like I, I want in the back of my mind, like, is it is it kind of the same? Oh. But it's just sort of hidden behind this idea that it's not. Well, it's the same thing with the Mormon site, too. Well, I don't know. I'm sure that the Mormon one is um, LDS singles. I'm sure whatever it is, I'm sure that it's all about finding your eternal companion. Really? Yes. There's no sex happening there. Well, they, there's, you could say there's no sex happening at BYU, but that would be a complete flat out. No. Yeah. Sex is happening all the time at BYU. Well, but that's what I mean. Like, I feel like it's sort of hidden behind this idea of purity, but there's still the people on there that, you know, maybe they're like, yeah, I was raised Mormon. I don't know. I'm not really Mormon, but I'm going to go on here anyway. And there could be those who are preying on all of that. Exactly. But it, I mean, and maybe, maybe there are people that are preying on it, but not in like the traditional bad praying sense, but like I cannot handle match.com anymore. I'm going to Christian mingle. Like I need someone that I, that has a lesser chance of being a creep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I really do need to at least try one of them so I can comment more intelligently. Just for you really do, and then collect the the really crazy messages that you are gonna get. <laughs> we should say we should save them up. That will be an entire. We'll just read them for an hour. Like one one guy opened up with, "When's the last time you laughed so hard you snorted Coca Cola out of your nose?" What? And I was like, so wait a minute. So you mentioned Coca Cola specifically. Out of my nose, like, no, don't, don't begin an interaction that way, hun. Um, <laughs> let's let's start over. And then some, some other guy was rambling on, and then he's like, "P.S. 
I love your nose. <laughs> I, I mean, yes, I love your nose. There's part of me that feels like we're picky. Like you know, you, you like you want to dictate exactly how the conversation should be, but it's not. It's not. It's just you don't want it to be like so out of left field. Mm-hmm. You know, again, if you're with this guy in a bar and talking to him, and he's like, "Yeah, so you know, I'm a lawyer for a living. Really like your nose." You're not going to know what the hell to say. Like you, you won't have a clue because it catches you so off guard. Yeah, and like if I was sitting with someone and they were like, "When was the last time you laughed so hard? You Coca Cola came out of your nose or something?" Yeah, like I want to go. Well, that that took a turn. That, that you know that that conversation took a turn. And why are we talking about that? Right, and uh, now these are people that live. In your area, these are people in Salt Lake because I don't know how else to date in Salt but Lake. See, but see, now you know. Now you have to go out in public, and know like these people live here. Like I have to live in a city know. with the guy who, you know, spits Coca Cola out of his nose. Like, he could be your neighbor, you know, the Coca Cola oh, guy, could. like two doors he down, could. which it could really... make it convenient, I guess, if you decided okay. to hook up. Did I tell? Have we mentioned this in a, in a previous episode about how every single profile for a guy in Utah, oh man, every single one has the shot of him skiing at Alta, which is like the premier ski resort ever, um, because it doesn't. It's one of the four ski resorts in North America that don't allow snowboarders. So uh, okay. if you're a skier, you ski at Alta or Deer Valley. Deer Valley is the other doesn't also doesn't allow snowboarders. Two of them are in Utah. Two of them are in Utah. Wow. Yes, way to be Utah's accepting. Pretty guys. snooty about its its skiing, um, and will endlessly brag about how good the snow is. But so every single guy has the shot of him skiing at Alta, right? And then there's also the shot of him holding the fish that he's caught, and then there's the shot of him. Holding the deer that he has shot. Really? Yeah. Like what kind of like what kind of filters do you have set? It's Utah. It's just people here, man. Wow. If I have read it one more time, (laughs) I love the outdoors. I love the outdoors. Anything outdoors? Outdoors. Outdoors. Love the outdoors. (laughs) And it's like I go to the front profile. I'm like, let me guess. He loves the outdoors. Yep. He loves the outdoors. Your profile is like, I like my sofa and my Netflix. (laughs) Bring it on. Oh, and you know, I'm just, uh, you can be, you could be the hottest guy on Match.com. And if you were sitting there holding the deer that you shot, I'm, mm -mm, no, sorry. Not going to do it? No. mm -mm. It's such a cowardly thing to do. Sorry. Hunting? I'm I'm pretty judgmental about that? that one. I'm just judgmental, especially about that one. Wow. I grew up in a, in the North woods where, you know, deer season, you'd go to target and there's deer on cars strapped down because, you know, they had to stop and get whatever on their way home from deer camp. I've never hunted a day in my life, but I'm very familiar with it. I know. And people are going to tell me that they need the, the hunting in order to keep the populations down. Okay, that's fine. But I don't want to date anybody who's doing it. Sorry. You just you you're done then. You might as well just close like the match.com <laughs> Salt Lake move. City. I've got it like why am I in Utah again? Why? I mean, I'm sure that if you were in match.com in New York, no one is holding a dead deer. <laughs> or or I mean any anywhere 
Chicago, probably not. Craft beer, maybe not. Not deer, though. I haven't even looked at the girls. I don't know what the the women, the girls. I don't know what the women. I don't know what the women's profiles look like on Match.com. So I don't know if any of mine are. But I don't have any shots of me skiing. I don't have that. I don't have any shots of me camping. So I honestly don't know even know why anybody's sent me a message at all. <laughs> Nowhere in my profile do I say that I like doing anything outdoors. So <laughs> could you see you could look at, at the profile of women, right? Yes. Like I to could. see how you're because maybe maybe that's how it is. Maybe all the men have deer and fish and skiing and all the women don't. I don't know. Yeah. That would be very stereotypical, I think. It's Utah. It's Utah. And and I guess that's what I should expect living here. Like, if you're going to open Tinder, you got to expect the conversation to go a certain way. And if you're going to set up a dating profile in Utah, you have to expect the skiing photos and the hunting photos, period. It's that's I got to accept. I got to come to terms with these realities and that I'm going to die alone. Really, that's what it comes down to, John. That's what this whole spiral was about. I I have already come to that conclusion. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here with my um bowl of banana ice cream, and I'm gonna die alone with my my bowl of bananas. Yeah. There are worse ways to die, though. <laughs> I mean, unless unless you ask Lita, then that's probably the worst way to die is a bowl of bananas. <laughs> that that would be top of the list, I'm sure. But it does come down to ultimately, like we've talked about so many times, it's the time. And that's what's hard is you want to make sure when you invest it that you're investing it into something that is worthwhile or could potentially be worthwhile. And that is so Mm -hmm. hard to guarantee when you go on a date. So hard to guarantee. I mean, I would much rather stand in front of my food processor. It takes a long time for those frozen bananas to get churned up. You have to stand there in front of your food processor for at least a good five to ten minutes to get them really, really churned up. I'd rather stand there. And that's just for the bananas. you got to then add the almond butter. Yeah, there's that step as well. It's like a whole process. Mm -hmm. But that's our minute grambling spiral today, this time. But it it had some direction there, full circle all around. It did. Tender sex. Tinder sex, tender sex, mm-hmm. bananas. Tender sex. Tender. Tender. Yeah. That, so. that went well. But this was, you know, this was like an inside look at us catching up after not talking in a month. And that's what we caught up on. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. There we go. That's the depth there of our we... conversation, guys. Hope you enjoy yeah. it. And if you guys have any recipes for banana ice cream... I would love for you to share them with us, us, me and John yes. and Lita. I want to know all about these recipes. And I'm really excited, especially because the current recipe is frozen bananas in a food mm-hmm. processor. So yeah. any variations on that, I'm listening. Yes. And we also, my God, would I love to hear your stories about dating online and Tinder especially. Yes, especially and- Tinder especially Tinder, um, if you've saved any really interesting conversations, because I've saved a few. I would love to share those. <laughs> um, you can email us at stories at manicramblings.com, and you can find us um, at manicramblings on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And in the meantime, don't swipe in any direction. Just blend those bananas for five to ten minutes, and you're gold. 
especially do not swipe up. Do never, not never swipe up. up accidentally. Don't swipe up. <laughs> Probably not intentionally either, honestly. I mean, I almost broke my phone when it happened, when I threw my phone. Like, I'm going to walk into AT&T and they're going to be like, what happened to your phone? I accidentally swiped up when I didn't mean to. And they're just <laughs> going to nod and like, yep, we hear that all the time. <laughs> Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.